In talking with one of the recent mothers in our church, I was reminded about how uh, when our sons were little, people would say things to me like, Ben's dad is here, or hi, you're Blaine's dad, aren't you? I found those experiences like this, uh, through experiences like this, that as you become a parent, your identity changes completely. For a long time, you have worked really hard being you. And then as soon as you have a child, immediately you aren't just you. You are now also someone's mom or someone's dad. It's easy to begin to lose one's identity completely, except in how it relates to your children. But for all of us parents who might think that we have it tough, just think about Joseph. During Christmas, we talk about baby Jesus and Mary gets her time, the wise men, the shepherds, even the star. But Joseph always seems a little bit like a forgotten bystander, always kind of in the background. With the Bible mentioning so little about Joseph, one might assume that Joseph has nothing to add to this story, nothing to add to our story. But this would be a mistake. Joseph, this simple carpenter from Nazareth, was profoundly faithful and loving from the beginning. Think about the story of the birth of Jesus that we heard from that first chapter of Matthew today. Mary, engaged to Joseph, uh, is found to be with child. Joseph knew that this wasn't his child. What a scandal. Joseph must have felt a little humiliated, and it would have been at the time within Joseph's rights uh, to bring up adultery charges against Mary, and, and at that time, that was a death sentence. But Joseph was not only a righteous man, he was a compassionate person as well, who must have truly loved Mary, because he decides to just let Mary go quietly. Then one of God's angels, one of God's messengers, pays a visit. And guess what the angel says? Not surprisingly, Joseph, don't be afraid. Go ahead with this marriage to Mary. Things will be all right. How Joseph's head must have been swimming. What does, what, what does God want of me? What will people think of me? How could you blame him if, if he did run? But of course, Joseph doesn't. Joseph was not only a compassionate man, he was a sensitive one, open to hearing God's call in his life. I wonder how many of us would have acted with that much faith. I often share with you when I preach or teach how important it is that we act as God's messengers in a world that needs God's message of hope and love so much. Well, this morning, we learn from Joseph how essential it is to not just spread the word, but to, without fear, listen to it ourselves. God speaks to us, but so often we, I think, close our eyes and close our ears to God. Maybe not through the angels, like in the Christmas story, but God speaks. You know in your heart that God calls you. We all know. Paul Tillich describes it as God 
reaching across this gap which separates the divine and humankind and grasping us into becoming a new being. But just like little children who don't want to go someplace, we wiggle and we struggle, we resist, we do everything we can to break free of that calling. And yet God is calling you in your heart, through the people in your life, hopefully through this church. Open yourself up to God's message. And as Joseph did, have faith in the miracles that God can work in your life. Fear not, the angel said. Joseph and Mary knew that they would have to sacrifice. They would pay a price to follow God's calling. Joseph swallowed his pride and sacrificed his reputation. What another good lesson for us in a world where pridefulness and a material success ethic is the way we so often gain reputation. Joseph knew he would be sacrificing his standing in the world to strengthen his standing in God's eyes. Notice too that Joseph isn't some action hero. He simply does what needs to get done. Two other times an angel visits Joseph, wants to tell him to take his family and flee to Egypt so that King Herod doesn't harm Jesus. And another time when an angel tells him to return to Israel, does Joseph rise up and say, hold on here, enough's enough, I, you know, I'm, what should I do? No, God commands and, and Joseph acts. He isn't taking on the world, he does what needs to get done to take care of his family. Just like we in this world we live in today need to do what we need to do to take care of others, to take care of this world. The only other time that Jesus, Joseph is mentioned in the Bible is during the story when Mary and he lose Jesus in the temple. In the Gospel of Luke, when Mary finds Jesus, she says, Your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. This short passage in the temple is all the Bible tells of Jesus' childhood. From birth to age 30, that's it. We often so, so often think of Jesus as divine. We forget that he was fully human too. Joseph, you have to think, must have spent countless hours with his son teaching, playing, even, I can imagine, laughing together every now and then. So often in our life, we're looking for superheroes. We think, how can God work through me? Only people like Mother Teresa or Martin Luther King Jr., only really holy people, can make any difference. Normal, everyday schlubs like us, what can we do? Well, the story of Joseph gives us an answer to that question. This poor carpenter from Nazareth, an ordinary Joe, you might say, but he responds, not through feats of heroics, but through having faith in what God can do through him. This Christmas, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus together, prepare yourself for how God will speak to you and how God will speak through you this year. Listen, listen for God's message for you. As you celebrate this Christmas, know that Christ and the loving power of God lives within you, not just for one day, 
but for every day in every year. Listen for how you can share God's love because you can respond. Even ordinary Joes like you and like me and you might even say like our president-elect. Just ordinary Joes, we can respond to God's call because just like Joseph, that ordinary Joe in our Christmas story, with nothing to fear, we can have faith in a God who is truly with us. I hope you will feel that during these winter months ahead. When we go into this time of, with a mixture of anxiety and hope, that you will feel profoundly the presence of a living God, alive for you, not just in this season, not because you're a superstar, but because you are an ordinary Joe with all you need and with all God needs to come together. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this time together, for all that you give to us, for all that you bless us with. We thank you for this ways we can connect in mysteriously mysterious ways. Even me here and others someplace else and others in the church, we are glad that, that uh, you connect us all. We thank you for the, that, that reminder that no matter where we are, you are there. No matter who we are, you are with us. We, we, we help us to remember that as we go into this year ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now uh, uh, I wanted to just share a few offerings of our ministry together. Uh, you have the bulletin. You have the virtual menu that was sent to you. I just want to remind you as we look uh, to the year ahead 